0: Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt and decorate. Hey everyone, hello and happy new year. Happy 2019. I hope everyone enjoyed their holidays and had a great start to 2019. When this episode publishes, it will be we will be 10 days into the new year already. You know, this year is has been different for me because, as I talked about in previous episodes, after listening to the Dr. Palmer talk about reevaluating what's on your to-do list as far as handmade gifts for the year and everything else that you know um, gets piled onto all of our to-do lists and um, the frenzy of the holidays. I I really evaluated that and removed things and that allowed me to really enjoy the holidays and to because you know, so many of us say every year like, Oh my gosh, it goes so fast, I don't even know what just happened and um and then we're exhausted. I'm always exhausted, can't wait for the holidays to be over. And, uh, this year wasn't like that. And in fact, I feel like I actually kind of got a little bit more done, if you can believe it, because I was able to do a lot more, um, of a, a bunch of other types of activities, not just sewing. So, um, I did a little bit of sewing, but I did not make a ton of handmade gifts. I did make a handmade, a lot of handmade gifts as far as, um, It was a lot easier to make, but it was still homemade and really got great feedback and reactions from the people that I gifted it to. And that was um, my uh, Madagascar Bourbon Vanilla Extract. I started the brew uh, December 1st, and um, I really should have started it maybe one week before, but it's fine because you should give it like a good 30 days to um, steep, I guess, and uh, before you want to use it. And some people actually even wait three to six months before they use it because the more that it um, kind of soaks up those the vanilla bean goodness, the more robust the flavor is. But really, it is so aromatic that you know after 30 days it's perfect it's it's good to use i mean i used it i used it in my um holiday baking my kolachki cookies uh everything and it was so good so um yeah that was a really good gift to make uh i i mean i'm meaning to post um some pictures of like the labels that i made and um you know pictures of the the process. So uh, hopefully by the time this publishes, those will be either up on Instagram or on my blog. I haven't decided if I should make it a blog post or not. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was, that was a really good, good handmade gift that didn't kill me. <laughs> the other thing that I did is um, the day after Christmas, I thought, oh, well, I got to get back to work. So I went back up into my sewing studio. I've got this commission quilt that um, is near uh, finishing the quilt top for. And I was up there working on it for about 45 minutes. And then I just, I just like stopped. I couldn't. I was just like, you know what? I need to give myself permission to really like take a break because The one thing, especially if you are um, uh, an entrepreneur and you work out of your home, is getting that balance of work, um, working and actually like really getting away from it and taking a break. So I took, you know, five days break from sewing and from working. And it was really very, very needed. It It's really true. It really, like, you really just need to, you know how, like, some people, and you always say, "Uh, I really, I need to get away. I need a vacation. We really do. We need to get away from the daily grind, the routine, even though we love it. um, It's still necessary, I think, just for us to um, recharge our batteries and refresh our minds and our souls. So... Uh, I'm glad that I recognized that and I didn't force myself to forge ahead and I took a break and then um, I did um, a different kind of craft and I did this, you know, during the evening time and the time that, you know, we're sitting in front of the TV. And I started, I got my, um, box from Sugar Edu. It came and I, I had ordered these little mini, uh, rolls of yarn. And I started my Amigurumi, my very first one. And it is the, her, Sugar e on her blog. You can find it. It's a free pattern. And, um, when she introduced it, she, she did this, um, I want to say quilt along, but it's not a quilt. She did a crochet along, a C-A-L, on Puck the Penguin. And really um, good YouTube videos to accompany those. I'm telling you, I, there there are the printed instructions um, on the pattern. But crochet patterns have their own little language. And there's little like shorthand of, you know, it'll say the number 6SCX. INC. So those are six single crochets times, you know, increases and um, all this other stuff. So because she had those videos, it all made sense. And it was really cool. I was I'm almost done with it. I'm on the very, very last steps. So when I get those done, I'll post pictures of my little penguin. So that was fun. And learning a new craft is a whole different you know, using a different part of your mind, and um, your hands are working in a different way. So it's, it's totally different. And it was kind of refreshing. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so uh, what else? Oh, yes. Yeah. So we did watch a lot of, you know, movies. And, you know, my husband loves the movies and TV and that sort of thing. And there's one that I really want to talk about. And It made a big impression on me, but this is not sewing or making related. So if you want to kind of skip through this part, I totally understand. But because it's sports related. (laughs) Um, and my husband has this way of getting me like drawn into these sports. It's weird because over the years I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to watch that. The only sport that I had really been interested in and I've stayed with is um, football, the American NFL football. And, uh, you know, I love my Chicago Bears team, and they're doing great this year. We made the playoffs. Woohoo! Uh, by the time this publishes, we will have played our first playoff game. So, oh, my gosh, I hope that they won. We'll see. <laughs> Go Bears. So this Netflix special, there's a documentary, and it's called Sunderland Till I Die. It is so good. So all of you listeners that are in the U.K., or in countries that your main sport is what I would call soccer, but I know it's called football. Um, So yeah, they're they're football clubs. This one... Um, it's kind of like uh, if you're in the States and you've seen the um, HBO series Hard Knocks, this is sort of like a similar format where the documentary goes behind the scenes and they follow the teams, the coaches, um, their practices, and then their games. So that's what this um, group did in Sunderland. And Sunderland is on the far northeast side of um, England, and it's a port town. It looked really beautiful this town, and um, the documentary focuses on the team because they had been what they call made redundant, uh, which means they were knocked. They were in the very very top league called the uh, British Premier League, and um, I don't want to get too boring with this, but basically they were. If if you're in the states, you know when the 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 professional sports teams you get um the players usually get knocked down not not the teams but the players will get knocked down to like the in baseball the triple a leagues or something like that and then hockey has their own little you know um leagues underneath the national hockey league so in um the british football leagues, the actual team can get knocked down. So every year, the, the, the bottom four teams in this British Premier League go down, and they go down a notch. So that's what happened to this team. And then um, they go through this other coach, and then they get this new coach. So most of the season is about this new coach, Chris, uh, Chris Coleman. And he was fantastic. I mean, the culture of this football um, team and and what it means to the town of Sunderland and the community. And this is not just Sunderland. All of these teams in England, like these these towns center around their football team. And let me tell you, if their team is not doing well, you'll know about it. They'll know about it because these fans get brutal. They do not hold back. <laughs> but at the same time, they're so loyal. They're very loyal to their teams, and they stand behind them as well. I keep saying town, but it's actually a city because I think the population in Sunderland I saw was about 221,000. So it's not like a little town. These are actual cities. And so that's, that's you know it's not like here in Chicago, we've got like, what, five major sports teams, we have the Bears, the Bulls, the Blackhawks, the Cubs, and the White Sox. But they only have their football team. the the Each town, like for instance, um, right now, Liverpool is number one in the British Premier League. So that's their football team. So Sunderland, so many people, this is their lives. This is what they live for. They love it. And it really brings the community together. And uh, the people who work for the team, they even showed like the the chefs and the cooks that cook the meals for these guys, um, the groundskeepers. I mean, everybody that takes a part in, in um, being part of this team and the pride that they have. So they get this new coach, and um, he like really builds up this whole team. Not just the team, but he affects the entire town. He's great. And throughout this documentary, it takes you through the entire 2017 season, you see how this coach makes a huge impact on not only the team and improving them. They start winning Um the players really respect him. He's a coach that does not tear them down. And uh, he also, um, he he cares. He really shows that he cares about the team, about the community, um, about the people in the kitchen who are cooking the food. I mean, they just really adore him. I don't want to give any more away because I want you guys to watch this. I mean, hopefully, even if you're not a sports fan. Um, and you don't know anything about British football, it's, it's really a great um, documentary. And it just is interesting and heartwarming. So I thought it was a great thing to watch um, for going into the new year. So that was fun. All right. So anyway, (laughs) I got to get back to making and decorating because uh, this is not a sports podcast. All right. Um, Oh, but anyway, uh, UK listeners, let me know like if any of you are in the Sunderland area or even what your local uh, football team is, and if you are, you know, one of those diehard fans and have season tickets or so forth, tell me tell me about your team. All right. So I've got a really great episode today, and uh, we the. Jessica, who I spoke with, we talked for for an hour and a half. We had just a great conversation. And I debated on whether to just keep it all in one episode. But as I was listening and editing, I decided to do this this episode into two parts. So this week will be part one. And don't worry, there's not going to be any cliffhangers. So um, and then I think I will post it the following week, next week, usually my main episodes are every other week. So I'm not going to make you wait two weeks to get the second half of this podcast. So I, I will post it the very next Thursday. Um, but my guest is Jessica Pierce, and she is the owner of of five out of four patterns, it is a clothing pattern company independent, and she um, she's great. She has um, some great fleece patterns. This is the fleece um, <clears throat> that my niece and I made, and I posted back in the fall around October time. I also made my husband's uh, birthday pajama pants. That was my very first pattern of Jessica's that I made. It is a free pattern. So I'm going to check out the show notes. I'm going to put all the links to um, the things that we talk about, including her sewing machines and so forth. Uh, the, there's one part when I was listening and editing that I couldn't believe I told Jessica when I made my husband's pajama pants they turned out great. They have side seam pockets and the legs are a little bit tapered. They're just more modern looking. And um, the previous pattern that I had been making for my husband for the past several years is just outdated. It's like big baggy legs and um, patch pockets on the front. So I wanted to update it, and then I told, her, <laughs> I told her. My husband's initial reaction was, "Oh, I don't like these." And then when I was listening to it and editing, I'm like, "Why did I say that?" Because I hope she did not get. I don't think she did. Because we, you know, had a great conversation, and uh, afterwards, and I did tell her that in the interview that I thought he was crazy. Well, update. Now my husband wears those pajama pants all the time. He's discovered the side seam pockets and hello, he loves them. So sometimes, especially guys are reluctant to change. They like, you know, there's certain things a certain way. But I can honestly say that he loves those pajama pants. So when you hear that part of the podcast, don't get don't get upset with me because I'm telling you right now, I did feel bad about saying that, um, talk about being, you know, too honest. But um, it, it was just the truth. I mean, I was just saying his initial reaction. However, that wasn't my reaction. I loved those those pajama pants and making that pattern. They are wonderful. Anyway, enough of that. So uh, let's go ahead and get on with this conversation. Part one of Jessica Pierce from
1: Five Out of Four Patterns. Hi,
0: Jessica. Thank you so much for coming on my
1: podcast. How are Hello. you? Hello. Thank you. I'm I'm super excited to be here.
0: I'm really excited to talk to you because I. Just, oh, that's right. Did you hear that? No, <laughs> I have a I have an Echo or like an Alexa in oh. here. So and it just it must have just heard me say something. Whenever you, I you can give it a name either Alexa or e- Echo. But if they hear you say their name, it's like they start oh, yeah. talking to you. So and anyway. the
1: baby, our baby, loves to just be like, ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> but she hears the kids talk to her, <laughs> yeah. so she just shouts at it. <laughs> I know
0: it's just crazy because every once in a while, it's like starts talking. Like we didn't, we didn't ask you for anything. Go back to sleep. <laughs> right. So anyway, all right. So, um, but I was saying that I um, found you uh, recently, like. A, a s- It was around Labor Day because my husband's birthday is right around Labor Day. And he requested um, another pair of pajama pants. And there was a pattern that I had been making. I've made him like four from this other pattern. It's okay, but the pattern is just so baggy and wide. And, you know, I'm like, I want to get a little bit more something up to date. So I, I was like searching all over the web like looking like everywhere the big fours you know the berta you know everything and so and then um, I happened upon your website for your, these pajama patterns. And then I didn't even know that they were free. So yeah. I'm like putting it into the card and I'm looking through your website and you have so, this is the other thing, so many photographs of your patterns done in so many different ways. It was really cool. So um, so I put it in the card and then I, you know, checked out and I'm like, wait, what are you talking about zero? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, at first there was a coupon code and all that, and finally I was like, "We just need it to be free." And it's it probably—I mean, you can't call it really the highest seller, but it really it it has helped people find us, which it's brings a, me so much joy. Yeah, it's—I feel like it's a
0: good entry because if if you're not familiar with someone and their company and their patterns, you know, it's just a really good like, okay, there's no like
1: risk here. You. Mm-hmm. Well, and now we've offered, so we have the Ninja Leggings, which uh-huh. is also free. Oh. And that is a code from our Facebook group. And then we also have two circle skirts for uh, women and kids. Uh-huh. And, um, in fact, we need to update this the kids' circle skirt to include baby sizes now because we've just oh. expanded all the way down, and it's super cute. Now that my kids so are no cool. longer in baby sizes, I decided to do baby sizes. <laughs> I don't know what, what kind of logic that is. That's but anyway. Funny. That is um, so cool. Yeah. So we have all of those, and the codes for those are in the pinned post in the Facebook group. Okay. And we're actually working on another one. I don't know if I'll get it out by Christmas, but hopefully, like probably, um, I would say definitely by our birthday celebration. We turn four in January, right around Martin Luther oh, King. Oh,
0: that's great.
1: Yeah. That is so, so cool. That's always like, we always try and do something super huge and yeah. super fun and, you know, make it social.
0: Yeah. That's really nice, and um, but yeah, it's it's just a really good way to just get introduced to your style and you know your instruction, you know, and all of that. So, uh-huh. um, and I made them; they were really quick and easy, and I love the way they turned out. I posted them on my Instagram, and um, they were great. And my husband's like, uh, I like the other ones better because these are too, you know, taper." Like, he likes all the big room or whatever, and I'm like, "You're crazy." You're- <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, um, I, they were really good. And um, then um, my 10-year-old niece, um, I've been teaching her how to sew. And we made your, I think it's called the K2 fleece. Is that what right. it's called?
1: That's the kid's fleece. Yeah, yes. That pullover.
0: Yeah. She came over for a weekend and we started sewing it. And um, I, did, <laughs> I did have a little trouble with the zipper because I hadn't done um, that in a while and oh. um, just the part that, like, because I'm wearing a fleece now, but, like, this part of the collar, right. and it folds over, and Man. I don't know. But I got it. I finally did it, and we finished it, and it's beautiful, and she loves it. She's wearing it all the time. And she sewed the, the two front pieces together, the contrast to the right. main, the mm-hmm. curve. She does really good on curves. So, yeah, she, she had a part in making that for herself.
1: See, mm-hmm. I love that because I always overhear... Parents or whomever's teaching, you know, if you're in a joanne's or somewhere and you hear, "Oh, I'm learning. I'm teaching so and so to sew," and it's a young child, and they're like, "We're going to start with a tote bag or an apron," <laughs> and you can see the kid just like, "Oh," mm-hmm. and I, I feel like whispering, "Like, what do you want to make?" Mm-hmm. Because I'm that kid who would have been like, "I want to make a fleece pullover," because that's what I wear ninety percent of right. the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say for that collar. I have one product. They're not going to name it after me because it's already got a name, but it's um, the wash away wonder tape. Oh yeah, I have it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I use that thing for, I use it for everything. Mm -hmm. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, because I use it a lot in bag making
1: for the zippers yes. and the bag making. Yes. It's par- it's great. I love it, too. I love making bags. I don't even carry a bag, and I love making
0: bags. <laughs> They're fun. I do, too. So, um, yeah, so that was my introduction, and I've just been, like, enamored ever since. I've spent hours looking through all your patterns on your website and looking at through all the pictures, and I look through all of the um, – what I also love is that you make the patterns just open for all these extra – Ways that people can customize it for themselves. Um, and, and you can include some of those in your patterns too, like different necklines and...
1: We do lengths. try... It's, it's hard... That, that's a really tricky balance that we mm-hmm. try really hard to hit because if you include too many, mm-hmm. um, certain views won't be seen mm-hmm. or people will get confused about which pattern it is. Yeah. Um, and if you include too few it just gives, I feel a little bored, honestly, because then I'm doing the exact same silhouette with right. the beat and the exact same, you know, and it's like, but at the same time, like, because I like these challenging patterns, I have to have patterns that bring people in who are new. So, and I don't want to scare them. I want them to, to come over and, and experience us and feel comfortable asking questions. Cause I mean, the ladies that, that work with me, we, we really, I mean, we don't always succeed, but we really try hard to have a very, um, strong welcoming community. Mm -hmm. And we want you to ask questions. I really want beginners in my testing groups when I'm looking for extra testers, because it helps keep me, um, you know, focused on whom I'm trying to reach. And it helps keep me, um, just sort of, true to getting as many people sewing their own clothes as possible. Mm-hmm. And so even tonight I was standing in Joanne and a woman was uh, telling me about this project. Cause I like to talk to strangers and, um, she had never sewn more than an apron. And she told me the company that she'd found. And I was like, how'd you find that company? So I was doing a little bit of market research. And I ended up like, here's my phone number. <laughs> 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 and, and I had like, I do this for twin moms, too, because I have twins, and um, a lot of times you meet twin moms and it's like the deer in headlights, and I just show them a picture of my twins, and I'm like, look, they're six, I'll be your unicorn, you will survive, (laughs) like, you can text me at any time of night or day and ask me questions. I don't get you know, not a lot of people take me up on this, but this woman (laughs) Joanne tonight, I think it's because I come off a little, like, it's a little weird for somebody to be like, here's my phone number, you know, but... (laughs) But she really wanted to make a nightgown for her kids. And I didn't even care that it wasn't my pattern. Um, I had never sewn this particular pattern, but we were talking about putting fabrics together. And I don't have a lot of local friends who sew. Um, And I just, I loved it. I was like, hey, you know, if you drink wine, I will bring you some wine. We will sit (laughs) around and we'll talk sewing. We might not get anything done, you know. And it just, it really rekindled that sort of, need for community like i think that would just be amazing
0: yeah i love that because um it's just it i i find myself doing the same when i'm in a store kind of like joanne's because and some of the people like at the cutting counter will ask like oh what are you making with this or whatever and sometimes i'll overhear and i just can't help myself and I'm just like oh that's so cool you could do (laughs) yep (laughs) but I live in like such an urban area where we don't do that so it's not like you know you'll get a look like why are you butting in and who are you and See, I'm in the South. We're like, hey, (laughs) right, right. And then I used to, I lived on the East Coast for a year um, in Maryland, and they're very friendly. I mean, they're greeters at all the stores, and people will talk to anybody. But then you come back to Chicago, and you're they're just like, what do you want? I I don't want to buy anything. And. (laughs) What are you so trying to funny. sell me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just a lot of like leeriness. But um yeah. But once in a while, you know, in the fabric store, then you start to get someone talking and then they'll just totally open up. But it's just yeah. getting through that little barrier at first. But I love that because I I feel like people are intimidated by sewing and are afraid to ask. Um, and I love that now. I'm a part of a, several Facebook groups. I joined yours, and um, you know when I did my first post, everyone was so very friendly. Um, I think I did ask a question, and I got really good answers. And so, um, and the same thing. I'm a part of this um, So Sweetness Bag um, Sewing Group too, and that's right. a really good group as well. Just very positive, and people help people. And there's so many new sewers coming in. It's amazing.
1: We really- we really like the Curvy Sewing Collective. I, yeah. I don't know how,
0: um, I'm on their I, email list.
1: I Well, their um, their Facebook group I'm not in there. is, I mean, um, it's amazing to me how supportive and helpful because, I mean, people, like, I know that everybody wants to pull it right out of the pa- printer, tape it together, cut it out, and have it fit perfectly the mm-hmm. first time. That would be my own version of heaven, I think, where, you know. But unfortunately, I have broad shoulders and very long arms, and I I just have – and I'm 5'9", so I have things that, like, I have to do. Um, Plus, I just have general issues that I – you know, I like things a certain way, whether it's sewn down. I don't know. I have issues. (laughs) But I like that – I like it when people are sewing, and they put it on, and they're like, well, I'm really proud of myself for making this but what is this? And I don't want to get too focused on all the wrinkles because you move and you're going to have wrinkles, but just asking the question, like how, you know, how can I make this fit me even better? Mm -hmm. And I love helpful groups. I, I read a lot. I don't like to get suckered into drama. I try and stay very far away from any drama. So I stay out of those groups, but a group where they like are genuinely interested in helping you grow and helping you challenge yourself just brings me tremendous joy. Like I, I love it. That's
0: that's really good, and and I'm sure that it trickles down into your group um, because you foster that, um, which is great. Um, and so I, I we just kind of like jumped into into your patterns right away. But I kind of wanted to find a little bit more about your background and like, have you been sewing forever since you were a kid? Did you go to school for pattern making design or you know <laughs> I... what?
1: this might be where people are like, hold the phone. What? Uh, so (laughs) I did not go to school for this. I have an undergraduate in history of technology Wow. and I have a graduate degree in science, technology, and public policy where, where I focused on (laughs) space policy and security policy issues. So my pre-child life was very, very different. Um, yeah. You know, you joke about Maryland. I used to live in Washington, D.C. or in Northern Virginia. And uh, we would joke that like everybody was super friendly until you asked them what they did for a living. <laughs> and then it was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, that was my, my pre-child life. Not at all sewing related. I. Uh, um, my mother sews and sewed a lot of my clothes growing up. Um it's kind of fun. I, we, we still have a couple of them and we like to put them on the kids and they go to school in these, you know, very frilly dresses and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, it's just the best and like the Peter Pan collars, like oh, yeah. it's just beautiful. Um, we don't have a lot, but we have a few. Um, and then we moved from DC to the Atlanta area right when I w- I mean, gosh, I think the twins were born within a month of us moving here. Wow. And we moved because uh, the twins were babies four and five. So that's kind of where the name came. That is exactly where the name came from. We had five kids out of four pregnancies. Um, and my husband came up with that because I was really struggling with the name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of in a lot of ways, but that was really hard for me. <laughs> so we moved 600 miles. I knew nobody outside of my parents and in-laws who are all lovely people and I, all of a sudden i had newborn twins and three kids who were six and under my oldest turned 6 while i was uh, a couple of days after i gave birth to the twins and so i had been sewing you know for before that but then all of a sudden from 6 to midnight every day i was at my sewing machine and if i mean it it was just a really it was almost like meditating or praying or however you want to look at it whatever is your particular walk. But for me, like I needed quiet and I needed solitude to just be with my thoughts and organize my day and make sure all the kids were fed. They weren't always bathed, but fed, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I did, I mean, I I would say every day. I mean, it was amazing. I did not get the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours, but (laughs) I definitely sewed a lot. And then I started, um, I was my, My grandmother, who's since passed away, was on Facebook before I was. I was not into Facebook. (laughs) My parents were on Facebook. Even my husband, who has zero interest in Facebook, was on Facebook before me. And finally, like, I got on and then I started, I found the sewing groups, which that's, I tell people when when I meet them at Joanne, if they're new, I tell them about that. Because that, to me, is just the most amazing part of social media. Because I think that new moms, obviously I wasn't a new mom, but in a lot of ways I was because I was completely isolated, um, are lonely. And I think that, we, you know, we think, okay, we got to be with our kid. And I know that not all, not everybody who sews is a new mom. I, I'm not trying to say that. But, like, I think a lot of times we're isolated for X, Y, and Z reasons And now Facebook has provided, I mean, you have the side where everybody posts their political whatever and like, you know, all your friends from high school and you're like, whoa, you're Mm -hmm. still going to football games. Okay. And you know, whatever. (laughs) But to have this whole crafting community, I love it. I mean, you can find vinyl and you can find sewing and crocheting and knitting. I mean, everything, painting furniture. I'm in a group for that. I've never even painted a piece of furniture. (laughs) (laughs) I dreamed, I dream about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started getting into the sewing groups and I found, um, green style creations and Angie really, I mean, she helped me become a tester and made, helped me understand what was needed. And I liked her style cause she's, you know, sporty, way sportier than I am, but athletic, you know, athletically minded. And I started testing for her and I was breastfeeding twins cause that was my particular passion. And, um, I wanted to do a breastfeeding pattern. And so I went to Angie and we started talking about it. And, and she really like, I mean, she really helped set me up. I'll be honest. I mean, if it weren't for her, like it would have been a much longer road. <laughs> I would have gotten there because I definitely had the gumption. Mm-hmm. But I remember I went to my husband cause I was testing for a lot of companies and, um, I loved it. Every time I tested a pattern, I learned something new. Mm-hmm. It, and sometimes I was testing like, we are a very laid back family. We do not get dressed up very often. And at one point I tested like this faux fur coat thing for children, which I mean, that thing would be covered in juice <laughs> within an hour at my house. Like it's just completely ridiculous. Um, but I went to my husband I'm like, you know, I really like this and I think I want to try it. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I had always liked this logical puzzle side of things and actually before I was a history major I started in architecture I didn't last very long because I love the logic puzzles behind architecture and like flow of traffic and stuff like that but I didn't I mean my classmates were like writing poetry about architecture I'll watch those shows on Netflix I'm not really I I wasn't that in love with it (laughs) and so I I valued sleep so I went to Mm -hmm. I switched to history but anyway I love figuring out th- how things are made. And that's why I have the fleece patterns, because I wanted to know how they were constructed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of times that's what drove me. The vest, my husband and I both wear a lot of fleece vests. We wear a lot of fleece, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just really loved the challenge of figuring out how they were constructed. And so I I started digging in and he goes, okay, what do you need to do it? And I said, I think I need to buy Adobe or something. And so (laughs) I started digging into that. And, um, and again, like I taught myself illustrator and InDesign and learned how to do it all. And then last year, um, Rochelle Summers, who's a designer for five out of four, um, we started talking and we decided to invest in a CAD program and taught ourselves that and taught ourselves coordinate grading. And like, I love it. I mean, I love having the academic side of things. Like I just, I love having a challenge mm-hmm. and
0: uh,
1: yeah. So that's the short history, I guess. Maybe that was more than you're looking for. I don't that's know. <laughs> amazing
0: because you just started that when you had, you said you had your, tw- your twins. Mm-hmm. And how old are
1: they now? Six? That was when I started sewing. That was when I started, oh. like, deciding to get into designing. Oh. So I would – the twins just turned six in September. And so that's when I – like, I had been sewing for years before that. Oh, okay. Um, my 10-year-old, yeah. who um, is a gymnast, and when she started gymnastics, I was like, I'm going to make my own leotards. And, of course, I went to <laughs> – I went to Joanne and, and bought the... Because I had started with woven. I'd done a lot of quilts and stuff like that. um, But I went to Joanne and bought like... I don't even know how to pronounce it. Like lame or... I don't even know what lame? it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not leotard fabric. No, it's I mean, a woven. I it's yeah. shiny. Well, no, it's stretchy. Oh, it was, it was stretchy. stretchy. Oh, yeah. so it was a lycra the, type. the foil, like, definitely... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Enough sweat <laughs> was in that... <laughs> We just have these pictures of her, like with the diapers and potbelly, and I'm like trying to get this leotard on her because you're just figuring stuff out, like. And I have to mess up probably a hundred times to figure it out. And then I love the math behind everything. Like my kids love to say, "When am I going to use this?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, hold the phone! I use algebra every day." And then they just roll their eyes. They roll their eyes. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's so cool. You know, when you first started to say, like, "Oh, I have this technical." education background i'm thinking that's why you excel at the pattern design (laughs) because there is math involved and the grading and all of that Mm -hmm. so um it's it's um it's just fascinating And, and the other thing i've i've noticed is that you just in a lot of entrepreneurs that um you know just go out there with just Nothing, like you just do it. You're just like I'll figure it out. I'll I'll see what happens, and you make something a hundred times, and you don't get discouraged. I think that's a really important thing to share um, because I'm like one of those other types of people, um, and I did study interior design <laughs> in, <laughs> in architecture, so it's a little bit more like perfectionist, you know, thing. And
1: those are I, tendencies I struggle with, and I'm know?
0: yeah, and I tend to be a perfectionist a lot. And sewing over the years has taught me to like you know, don't like to, to, to ease up on my perfectionist thing, because then you don't, first of all, I don't get stuff done mm-hmm. and trying to get something done to the nth degree instead of just like, you know, throw caution to the wind and try it because that's how, And if I look back and think about like stuff that I've learned over the years, it's just when you actually are doing it and when you're actually hands on and you're making something, and even if you're messing up, you're doing it again and again, you really learn. So mm-hmm. I, I love your story. I love
1: that. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, a book that really spoke to me was um, Paulo Coelho, The Alchemist. Oh, yeah. I Alchemist. really like to read. I read a lot. And I remember reading that book, like he said, you know, at first it's going to come easy to you and then you're going to hit this plateau and you have to decide, like, are you going to keep struggling and keep fighting to get to the next? And I for sewing like I, I mean I was an athlete growing up I you know I used to coach high school basketball like I've done a lot and I, I have a lot of things that I enjoy doing like crocheting and, and actually I did cover a piece of furniture I haven't painted anything but I reupholstered a chair yeah. and um I just did and I enjoy baking like I have all these things that I enjoyed baking and all the stuff that I enjoyed doing but I am passionate like it it took me a long time to find something that I was truly passionate about and that is by far, I mean, all my degrees aside, I did not love working. I did not love what I was doing. I loved learning what I was learning. And I I got to do some really cool stuff. But I was not passionate about my job. And part of that might be my personality. I really, really like working for myself. Um, Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Yay. (laughs) Yes, exactly.
0: Oh, wow. So you have five kids total? I
1: actually have six.
0: I thought you had somewhere. Right. So
1: when the twins were born, we were like, poor, this is crazy. My poor (laughs) husband's one of two. I mean, nobody saw it coming. I'm the youngest of four. So it's totally my fault. That's how I got into trouble. And um, we had our third and he's like by far our happiest kid. He's so much fun. We called him Mr. Happy and my husband's like, "This is great. I mean, we got our family." And I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, you stop at three, you miss out on me." And he's like, "Well, you're insane, but okay." <laughs> and then it ended up being twins, and both of us, and that the whole twin as like was such a joke because we walked into this this office, and of course they make you have a ultrasound super early now, and I I had. There's a new doctor in the practice who I hadn't met before. And I love to joke around. I love to make a jerk of myself and like just try and get people to laugh. And Mm -hmm. I tend to say like, oh, you're my people. You laugh at my jokes. And it's kind of bad. But anyway, (laughs) I patted her on the leg before we started the ultrasound. It's like, hey, just don't tell us it's twins. And my husband's eyes got super big. And he's like, why would you say that's not even funny? and sure enough she goes healthy heartbeat healthy baby and I like look over away from her at my husband I'm like oh and I'm awful clean I'm like this is the best our family's ready you know we've got four and she goes and a healthy baby healthy heartbeat and wow it was like my whole like (laughs) it was just I thought my husband was gonna pass out I might have dropped a few choice words you don't say in public all the time and um yeah I, I made a check a couple times Talk um, about your joke backfiring. <laughs> I know. He looked at me. You like, jinxed it. A... <laughs> I mean, who does that, right? It was just ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Um,
0: but,
1: That's you know, awesome. we... Awesome. So we had the five, and then um, I have one son. And, uh, again, he's so happy. And I always imagine myself with four boys. I know I know how babies are made. I know you can't control this. But, like, I just did. I thought I was going to have four boys. And, um he's like, come on, I need a brother. And like, I don't know, we were out of the dark ages with the twins. Like they were finally sleeping and, you know, going to the bathroom by themselves. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys are crazy. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so Stella is our youngest. She is 18 months old and, um, Aww. she is absolutely wild, but she's completely doted upon. Um, she keeps all of us laughing and, We'll go, but she's completely wild, but
0: Wait, super fun. So, your oldest is a girl and your youngest is a girl, and the in betweens are all boys.
1: No, no, no. So, oh. I have five girls and one boy. Oh, five girls and one boy, right? <laughs> so, I have 12, 10, both girls, eight year old boy, six year old twin girls, and then Stella. Is oh, the youngest, okay. All right, also a girl. Yeah, so we tried oh, for, him, we to tried for him. Oh, wow, he's still hoping we try again, but the no, the dishes are done. That's not happening. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm the oldest of six.
1: <laughs> ah, see?
0: So, I know what it's like to grow up with a lot of siblings.
1: I should put you in touch with my daughter cuz she would appreciate that that um perspective. <laughs> yes,
0: it's definitely a different perspective. I mean, it's it's funny even today cuz we're all adults and it's just it reverts to that I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm the oldest. <laughs> or they they all still just like, you know, rely upon me to like, you know,
1: just the, for I think everything. birth order is really yeah. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that definitely happens, and I'm—I end up playing this role. I'm sure my family's going to listen to this, but like I'm. Yeah, I don't want to say because they're gonna be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm the youngest, and I just when what I remember of my childhood is we had fun, and I mean, still we get together and we start quoting movies and laughing and picking on my mom and all laughing some more and like, I mean, we just have the best time. It is like insta party. You just add water and we're there, <laughs> and I love it. And um. I mean, I'm really hoping that that's what we can create with my little tribe over here. Mm-hmm. But um, whew, they fight a lot. And so <laughs> when we have fun, like we really have fun. Like it is, mm-hmm. it's awesome. And uh, they're definitely, I just hope that when they're grown, they can still, you know, see the high points in each other.
0: They will. They're just close in age right now, I think, because I remember... See, for me being the oldest, uh, there was a lot of years between me. There was five years between me and the next oldest, and there was me and then three boys. Um, uh-huh. So that worked fine, Like, but girls are different and they fight. So my youngest sisters are... I think they're about five years apart, but man, when they got into high school years, they were fighting like cats and dogs. We spent- and I was, like, uh, I couldn't even stand to be in a room with them.
1: <laughs> yeah. We spend an inordinate amount of time talking about respecting each other for your differences and your strengths are different. I thought that when they, um, decided to do different sports that we would be fine. Oh no, no, no. It is like they can compete over how they brush their teeth. I mean, they compete over everything. And I know that my sister and and oldest brother are laughing right now because I, as a kid, was crazy competitive. (laughs) Um, I think I grew out of it in my mid-20s. I'm sure all of them are cackling in the background like, no. Um, and so I see my kids like we can say, oh, I'm going to get the mail. I'm going to get it. Yeah. First. I mean, <laughs> and they will tackle each other into the road to get it. I mean, it's oh, just, just there. So, they don't feel that way about cleaning, though. I will say. Oh, that. yeah, of course. No.
0: <laughs> but so you have a full house and you're doing this business. And um, it's I mean, it's it's a it's a real business. Like you have lots going on. You're designing. And I mean, you're, you're selling, you have a YouTube channel. Um, another person, I, Laura is her name. She, oh, she does those videos. So is that like a, a contracted employee of yours or do you have employees or Are you, are you still, are you I, like a one person company?
1: I am not. Thank goodness. Cause I would have <laughs> been either. Yeah. I would have been insane a long time ago. So I have Rochelle Summers, um, is designing patterns for five out of four. And then Tasha Gray and Laura O'Neill. Tasha has been uh, doing a lot of stuff in the background, just helping out in the testing group, stuff like that. And then she also has started um, learning the grading and getting more into that. And she's actually working on her first patterns. We're hoping to come out with those probably the first of the year, I think. Um, And I'm super excited about that because because I had somebody, I think that... um, anytime you want to get into a new area, I'm sure you ran into this with the podcast too, like learning the ropes of how to get into it can be daunting. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was very fortunate to have somebody show me the ropes and help me and answer my questions because I had a lot of idiotic ones. I feel sure, especially when learning the new CAD program. I mean, Oh my gosh, that was like just a whole different way of thinking of things. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm like, Tasha was pattern testing for a lot of people. She um, would review patterns for pattern revolution mm-hmm. and she's just great. And she um, also has twins and oh. um, she started testing for me and she was just such a joy that like I, you know, I was lucky enough to get her to come over as an admin and really like we have this group chat that we just have a blast. Like I have never met any of them in real life. And so we're hoping to change that. Oh. um, we would really, uh, it's hard. We're all so introverted. And so what we really need is the social planner, but, um, <laughs> we would really like to have some sort of sewing retreat or, or a little less stressful, I think would be like, Hey, come and sew with us at this location. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we see these things happening. And so that's definitely on my horizon of like wish list things I would like to accomplish. Cause I think it would just be a blast to, you know, be at the lake or be wherever and get to sew, you know, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's teaching people how to do one of my patterns or showing them how to do vinyl because we love to put vinyl on things. My kids love it too. Mm. Um, But so Tasha came over and then she decided that she was interested in um, designing patterns. And so Rochelle and I have been helping her learn that, and she's she's awesome. And then Laura has been really – I mean, I I think she's been with me since my – I don't know if she tested my first pattern, but she definitely tested my second one. And then for my most popular pattern, the agility, that, um, that pattern was a labor of love because it probably like, it's easy for me to test it on my body size Mm -hmm. because I'm standing right here and I was nursing at the time. And so that was even easier for me to figure out how I wanted the nursing option to go. But, Um, I love having women of all different shapes and sizes and all different backgrounds around me because I can figure out things that they need and things that they like to do and stuff like that. And Laura, I mean, she was just always willing to help. And so finally I was like, can I pay pay you for this? Because I needed um, a wing person. I don't like saying man, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, and she, man, she is really like This feels a little Ready Player One, but, like, I mean, she's, like, my best friend on the Internet. I hope that we get along in real life, but, like, (laughs) I'm going to be really nervous to meet her. But, (laughs) I mean, everything, Uh, family, like, we just, we really, she is my sanity checker most days. Um, I, I remember the, I like to talk on the phone. What I've realized recently, actually, is that I like to actually talk on the phone or video call because um, I think it's important. I think a lot is missed in facial expressions and personality. Right. And so I like to call her early in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she enjoys it, but it it cracks me up. It just, it entertains. And everybody always thinks you're accidentally butt dialing them when (laughs) you do it the first time. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the first time I called Tasha, it was just this, hello. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a blast. We're, you know, uh, Laura is amazing at those tutorial videos. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I tried one and a couple other women that had, you know, tested patterns for me had done a couple, but hers are so professional looking. Mm -hmm. It would take me another year to learn how to do all the stuff she already knows how to do. And so she has sort of been the face of five out of four. And then I started talking about the live videos and I was like, look, I want to, I want to get my face out there. Like this is a growth something I need to do to kind of grow personally mm-hmm. because I had become, um, I am very introverted. Um, and you know, I—I I w- I just wanted people to know, like if you happen to live in my area and see me, like I want to know you because I have so few sewing friends. I would love to have instead of a book club, although I will read the book, come over and sew <laughs> with me. Like I would just love it. Um, I was going somewhere with that. I totally lost my train of thought. Laura. Well, like just, um, meeting or, Oh, the live videos. She yeah, actually, live like, videos. I brought it up. I was like, Hey, I would really like to do this, but I'm not sure what the value added is going to be. And she's like, Jess, you got to, like, you got to get your face out there and your personality because like she really helped my confidence is, I mean, I don't really lack in confidence. I'll be, I'll be honest. That's not the particular issue I face, but um, she really pushed me to grow in that aspect because I become a total goofball in front of the camera and I love, so I used to teach at a local university here and I loved being in front of the class mm-hmm. because I could gauge people's reactions and if they had their arms crossed or they weren't even listening to my jokes or if they were <laughs> really sucked in about space policy, cause that's what I taught and they were, you know, just on board with me about talking about Mars or whatever. Um, I loved it. And then all of a sudden I moved to online teaching because it was just too hard to get out of the house with the kids at night. I was teaching night classes and I lost all my love for it. It was just so painful because I I didn't even get to do videos. I was just strictly doing like online chats type thing oh. and grading a lot of papers and it just bleh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And so I'm, I miss having the reactions. And so again, like if I had, you know, things to shoot for in the future, it would be like conferences where we can go and meet people. I might be the wallflower and then be like, I actually, my friend, uh, Sarah, Unthink with pattern revolution, she's going to be my wing person because <laughs> she's really social, <laughs> but I mean, I have met her. She came down and I tried to say no. And she's like, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. <laughs> So but, she got me out of my show. Yeah,
0: there's, I think um, in the creative world, just introverted is like our common tie that binds us. Most of us are intro. I know I am. Um, and I'm just happy to stay in my cocoon of my sewing room at home. And it takes a lot, <sighs> takes a lot to get me out.
1: <laughs> Especially at go. night, right? Yes. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold outside mm-hmm. and it's dark and I'm yeah. cozy.
0: Yeah, so and for sure, but you know, um you have something there with that in-person thing because I did attend um a retreat. It was local to me, um so which is why I could go. <laughs> and I just got up and drove every morning. Um it was uh, two days and um each day was a full class and it was for bag making. So it was Sarah Lawson's so sweetness retreat. Um but it's funny because you get she sarah is you know herself says she's introverted and and you know doesn't also have you know we all say we don't have any friends but we have so many online friends right <laughs> but like she didn't believe me she's like you did not seem like you were introverted at all but i'm like what you, because you saw me with like minded people if Ooh. i was in a room with you know a whole different crowd or group then I wouldn't be, I, I mean, I would be like drawn into my shell and not really like outgoing.
1: Well, I'm really good at being <laughs> like, I talked to the woman at Joanne fabrics tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm good at talking to strangers, but I don't want to talk about what's on TV. Cause I probably haven't seen it. And I don't want to talk about my kids activities cause they can do them, not do them, you know, I, but like, and it, it's funny. I love being, so I have a gymnast. She's pretty good at gymnastics and so we travel with her mm-hmm. and <laughs> before the moms would get to know me they're like talking and and they're like oh you know um hey my name's Jessica you know blah blah, blah. and they're like oh what do you do and I was like oh I'm a sewing pattern designer and I always get the like once over like they're looking <laughs> me up and down and I'm like look I know I'm a lazy dresser but I have six kids and like I'm lucky I got pants on today <laughs> but I mean so I'm, I'm I am good at, at being social in certain situations, but I definitely crave like solitude. And that is 100% where I get my energy. Mm -hmm. And I think too, like we do want like-minded because there's so Mm -hmm. much to divide us right now Mm -hmm. that to, to find a common factor, like, uh, you know, and not worry about anything else that's going on and just talk about fabric and, you know, whatever things that really like get us going. Mm -hmm. And I think that all, um, I, I don't even think it's a gender thing. I think that all people crave, connection mm-hmm. and community. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the push of telephone or texting and cell phones and Facebook, I think we're all lonely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even hesitate. Um, I have friends, but because of my kids' activities and their schedules and their ages are so broad and there's so many of us, plus we, um, are largely gluten-free cause we have a celiac. And mm. so We don't get invited to a lot of dinners. That's not a woe-its-me concept, but it's just a lot. Like, if you're inviting the Pierce clan, like, you got to be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have friends, but unless I, what I've noticed over the years is unless I see those people organically because of a kid's activity, Mm -hmm. I have to work 10 times harder, and it's Mm -hmm. difficult to maintain those connections.
0: It is. Um, It really is. And then after that retreat, then... I just was exhausted because, because, yes. because it's so unnatural to me to be so like, you know, <laughs> yeah, just out there and talking so much and everything. But, and then I had to like, you know, recharge and be like
1: alone for a week. <laughs> so, and I, I worry about that because if I go out of town and I come back, we joke that payback is a real piece of work uh-huh. because kids are like, play with me. You got to pay me. And I'm like, I just need to be alone. Right, right. Yeah, you got
0: to recharge. <laughs> okay, so this will conclude the part one of two parts of my conversation with Jessica Pierce from Five Out of Four Patterns. I hope that you have enjoyed our conversation so far and are going to check out her website. And even if you're not normally a clothing maker, Uh, She's got some really, um, you know, those fleece patterns. You don't have to worry about any uh, linings, um, facings, really. And uh, you can make something fairly quickly from one of her fleece patterns. And those pajama pants can definitely be made in in an afternoon. So take a look at that and um, check it out. I'll be back next week with part two, uh, the conclusion of our conversation. So please remember to subscribe and uh, please rate and review the podcast and share it. I really thank you all for listening. I really enjoy making this podcast and I just want to let you know that I did um, add a donation button on my podcast show notes page. It's on the right side. It's a purple button. And if you're feeling so inclined, anything that you would um, be willing to donate, a one-time donation, would really help the podcast immensely. Um, So... I just want to toss that out there because I really got to, in order to keep doing this podcast, it costs money to make it and I've got to keep it going. So anyway, I will talk to you next time.
1: Bye.